Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Welcome to the Amazing Truth Weekly Radio Broadcast. I'm Pastor Annette D. Owen of Turning Point Mission Center Church. We're located at 1814 Shady Lane Drive in Jackson, Mississippi, 39204. My husband and I have been discussing the need to resume our weekly radio broadcast. We had talked about resuming the weekly broadcast this summer. Some of you probably know that my husband, Elder Michael F. Owen, our founder and senior pastor, a mighty man of God, an anointed, phenomenal teacher, preacher, and pastor, and he was also an amazing husband, died earlier this year. But God has impressed me to resume the broadcast as planned. So we're asking for your prayers and support as we go forth. Our prayer line is open. You can dial 866-395-6873. That's 866-395-6873 for prayer. Our lesson is entitled, The Second Coming, Part 1. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation. And Jesus, we thank you for dying so that we might be redeemed and be able to have a right to the tree of life. We thank you, Jesus, for coming down through 42 generations to save us and to redeem us. Even when we were enemies, you died because you loved us. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity you've given us to come and to share your word and help others to prepare for your second coming. Oh, Father, we ask that you would just shower down your blessings upon everyone that is listening to the broadcast. We lift up our radio listeners, our podcast listeners. We lift up the officials of this great radio station, WMPR 90.1 FM. We thank you for our families, our relatives, and our friends. We ask that you would just shower down your blessings. You know what we stand in need of. You know our concerns. You know our needs. And you know your plans for our lives. And it's our desire, Lord, to please you. So we said, let your will be done. We ask you to comfort the bereaved families. Oh, Father, you truly know how to comfort. You understand their pain because you gave your son so that we might live. You gave your son so that we could become free once again, be delivered from the bondage of sin. So we ask you to comfort, massage the hearts of the bereaved families, especially the families in New York and Texas following the massacre and the family in Oklahoma and everywhere. Lord, crime is up and and violence is just so vicious and so uh, uh, widespread 
And we pray that you will move, Lord, in the hearts of your people. We pray for our young people. So many of them are engaged in crimes and violence and killing others. Please, Lord Jesus, let your spirit move throughout the city of Jackson. Move on the hearts of the residents, especially the young people who are engaged in, in violence. We pray for their parents. We pray for the caretaker. Help us, Lord, as a community of faith-based people to, to find some way to reach these young people. Help them to know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And Lord, we ask you to bless all those who are recovering from disasters. We pray for our frontline workers, our emergency responders, our medical personnel, our firefighters, our police officers. We pray for the unrest in Ukraine, and we pray to bring this uh, war to an end. We pray for the world community. We know you to be a healer. We know you to still be a miracle-working God. And so we're asking you, Father, to, to move upon the, those that are sick. We know you speak the word, the body will line up. So touch their bodies, Lord. Some on the bed of affliction in hospitals, in nursing homes, hospitals, or even at their own home, in their home. Lord, bless. We pray for our city officials, all elected and appointed officials at the local level. Lord, we just pray that you will bless our uh, governor and our lieutenant governor. We pray for our legislator. We pray for our city mayors and, and council. And we just pray, Lord, you bless all those in leadership. We pray for our president and our vice president. Lord, bless them. Crown their heads with wisdom and knowledge. Lord, you have Put them in those positions. So help them to do, to live up to the truth and, and to accomplish all you've ordained them and comfort. Let them be surrounded by people who have a heart to do right and know what to do. And so, Lord, move upon this country. Bless, Lord. Turn things around. We pray for our national leaders. We pray for uh, the House of Representatives and our senators. We pray that you are blessed and move upon the judicial system, Lord. We pray also for our armed forces and their families. We thank you, Lord, for our military force. We thank you, Lord, for the service and the dedication they have given to protect this nation. And we especially thank you for those who've given their life for us to be free and to be a nation uh, that we are. And Lord, we pray that you will bless the entire body of Christ, especially the men and women of the gospel, the pastors and those that are leading out. Help us, Lord, to study thy word. Help us to believe your word. Help us to live out these truths. And help us to be able to teach in such a way where we'll touch hearts and convict others and draw them to a saving relationship with you. And Father, please, please, Lord, bless the unsaved. Let them respond to the move of the Holy Spirit. For we know it is your desire for all to be saved. It is your desire for all to repent and turn from their sin and be saved and to endure to the end. And Father, we want to thank you for the seen and unseen blessings. Truly, you are a good God. You are a miracle-working God. You're right now, God. You're on-time God. And we thank you for being a prayer-answering God. We thank you for answering our spoken and unspoken petition. And we thank you, Lord, for opening the throne room 
of heaven. Pour out your blessing. Lord, I yield myself to you. I invite you right now, Lord Jesus, to pour out your Holy Spirit. Let your anointing flow. Lord, I empty myself. Have thy way. Speak to me and through me. Lord, let this word, let this study uh, touch hearts and convict others to study and to get to know you, that person Savior. And for those of us who know you, let us be committed even more, Lord, to seek a deep and filling understanding your word and to live by these truths. It is in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, we pray and we thank you for hearing and answering our prayer. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Again, welcome to the Amazing Truth weekly radio broadcast. Our focus scripture comes from the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 13. Titus is in your New Testament, right after 2 Timothy and before Philemon. That's Titus, chapter 2, verse 13. And this is what God's word says. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you looking forward to the blessed hope? Are you looking forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ? Nothing, I mean absolutely nothing in the history of humanity could compare to the colossal significance of the second coming of Jesus Christ. You may say, Pastor Annette, what is the second coming of Jesus Christ? It is the ultimate hope of humanity and the climax of the gospel will be when Jesus literally, personally, and visibly returns to the earth. It is also referred to as the second event, the day of the Lord, the Perua, and the return of Christ. Prophetic fulfillments and world events indicate it is imminent. While we do not know its exact timing, we are command to always watch and be ready. After all, the second coming marks the end of the world as we know it. The return of Jesus is the climatic conclusion of our age. It will be the combination of all things, the definitive V-Day experience, the final crescendo. Yet, while it is the end of everything as we know it, it is also the beginning of something so radical new that our minds cannot fully grasp it now. The Bible predicts that at the second coming, all things will come to a screeching halt, but that God's people will cross a threshold marking the entry to eternity. The second coming will happen in concert with the resurrection of the saved dead who, along with the saved living, will ascend to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And the death of all the wicked that still living on the earth. This event is of so much more than just another note on an appointment calendar. It is the ultimate game-changing event. Yes, game-changing. So are you ready for Jesus' second coming? Strangely, even though the second coming of Jesus mentioned more than 300 times in Scripture, 
Many churches barely address this subject, and those that often do present it as a collection of disconnected puzzle pieces scattered and illogical. Sadly, the vast majority of humanity knows little or nothing of history's main events. Even though Christ gave many signs indicating how to discern the nearness of his return, yet many are missing these clear indicators. Even many professed Christians are asleep at the wheel, living their lives as if this ultimate climactic moment would never happen. Yet Jesus empathetically promised that he will return. And I believe Jesus. Yes, he will return. And just as the predictions of his first coming were precisely fulfilled, the signs of his second coming are rapidly being realized in our day. This is no time to be confused. The question we most need to face is not, will he come? Rather, we must be asking, what are the signs of his return? How will it happen? And am I ready? These are the questions we should be asking. The answer to these questions is the purpose for this series of lessons. During the course of these lessons, we will not only provide you with facts from scripture about the second coming of Jesus Christ, but how, but show you how you can prepare for the most important event of your life. You definitely want to be prepared for this great event. In truth, everyone is just a heartbeat away from experiencing the second coming. For when we die, our next conscious moment will bring us face to face with the Creator, who will be surrounded by indescribable power and glory. So let's prepare to meet our Savior, Jesus Christ, and our Heavenly Father, God Almighty. You're listening to the Amazing Truth weekly radio broadcast. Our prayer line is open. You can dial 866 395 8873. That's 866-395-6873 for prayer. Even though the Bible ends with the prayer, come Lord Jesus, according to Revelation chapter 22, verse 20, not enough of Bible teachers and Bible workers are giving the second coming the needed attention today. It is our goal not to be guilty of this failure. Are you ready to get started with this important mission? I pray that you are. Father God, as we study and unearth your word, please make it clear and bring forth the convictions. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, there are so many signs of destruction. Nearly 2,000 years ago, the world's most powerful empire was shaken to its core. On that apocalyptic day, in AD 79, one of the worst natural disasters to strike the ancient world fell upon the Roman coastal city of Pompeii. In less than 24 hours, the disgraceful resort town and its people were wiped 
from the face of the earth. The people who lived in Pompeii in the shadow of the massive volcano had been accustomed to the tremor that it should have been a sharp warning to them of impending destruction. 17 years earlier, an earthquake shattered a lot of the city and thousands moved away during the time of hype anxiety. But after a period of calm, the charming seaside town was rebuilt and refilled with lavish villains that many Roman citizens enjoyed as vacation homes. Then came the ultimate day of devastation. On a bright and otherwise calm morning, Mount Bastusu certainly and violently erupted. A deadly cloud poured down millions of tons of crushed burning lava and molten rock. The overpowering heat incinerated thousands of victims instantly. Others were overwhelmed by the toxin gases that encased them in hot ash, preserving their squirming bodies beneath 20 feet of volcanic dust. For more than 1,500 years, the ruins lay untouched and forgotten till workers accidentally unearthed the edges of the doomed city. Slowly, archaeologists discovered clues that revealed the rampant immorality within the city. Evidence of the mass vice and greed were found. Murals on the walls indicated Pompeii rival ancient Solomon in his practice of vile, self-indulgence, self-gratification, and intemperance. Victims lay frozen in time, some still clinging to precious jewels and coins, silent witnesses to what they treasured most. The people of Pompeii had received many early warning signs of impending disaster, but they chose to ignore them and perish. In some of the same way, we see multiple signs of the coming of the apocalyptic day when Christ will return. The Bible forecasts there will be certain destruction on the worldwide scale. Many will fall victims to the universal destruction, the finger vainly gripping earthly treasures. The return of Jesus will be as a glorious moment for those who believe in his word and prepare for the event. Those of us who believe, trust, and obey God will lift our eyes to him with gladness on that day and say, Lo, this is our God. He will say that we're waiting for him. And I tell you, the day of the Lord is coming. It's real. It's coming. When a massive tsunami was about to slam into the northeast coast of Japan in 2011, Residents were given a last-minute warning to seek higher ground. Newscasters flashed bulletins of a coming mega wave. Police officers with bullhorns shouted to curious onlookers to run for their lives. Those who struck off their alert were caught in the unprecedented destruction. The Bible warns of a time coming when the earth will be 
overcome with disaster. This disaster would not be localized. Every corner of the planet would be struck by the catastrophic shockwave that would shake the foundations of the globe. No early warning sign and system can predict the exact time of the event. It will come with a certain force that will be a surprise to virtually all. Apostle Paul writes about that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-3. through 3. He says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then certain destruction cometh upon them as travailers upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So are we left completely in the dark about this future day of the Lord? No, not at all. Indeed, the Bible has a great deal to say about the second coming of Jesus Christ and the end of the world. Scripture overflows with full warnings uh, of this coming great and dreadful day. Signs of the time are carefully provided in several key chapters in God's Word throughout the Bible. For those who ignore the signs of the coming doom, the day of the Lord will strike as a thief in the night. But hallelujah! But for those who study and prepare their lives for the return of Jesus, it will be called the blessed hope. Praise the Lord according to Titus chapter 2 verse 13. I am longing for that blessed hope. Are you? We have to watch and be ready. The final events on earth need not to be a mystery to you. The Lord will not come as a thief for those who watch and are ready. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 4 through 6 says, But ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. We must discipline ourselves to stay awake. We must be alert to the signs of the times and do not fall asleep spiritually. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 16, verses 2 and 3, he says, He answered and said unto them, When it is even, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowly. Oh, ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the time? Jesus saying, you can't recognize, why you can't recognize or observe and perceive the signs of my soon return? These passages are not suggesting we spend sleepless night wringing our hands with anxious and waiting for a looming tragedy to strike. No, no, no. Preparing for crisis coming is not about installing an early warning system in your home to alert you to impending doom. It's all about studying the signs given in the Bible to know that his coming is near. Even more important, it is about developing a loving, obedient relationship with our Savior to prepare for this crisis. 
Readiness is primarily a matter of the heart. A lot like the Japan to Somini, the destruction of Pompeii, and the worldwide flood in Noah that came with swiftness and abruptness to those who were not prepared. Jesus described what happened back then as a foretaste of what would come in Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 to 39. It says, Of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So I said, are you watching? Are you ready? Or are you, or will you be swift, swept away unexpectedly? The choice is yours. Are you watching? Are you ready? Or will you be swept away unexpectedly? Thank you for joining this edition of the Amazing Truth Weekly Broadcast. Our prayer line is open. That number is 1-866-395-6873. That's 1-866-395-6873. You can call us for prayer. We look forward to you joining us next week at the same time. Until then, study, watch, and pray. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, please help us to develop a loving, obedient relationship with you as our Savior to prepare for this crisis. Heavenly Father, please help us to be ready when our probation ends and when you come and your Son, Jesus Christ, come back for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. Until next week.